The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. Uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you'll have to click on the little green play button there. And you can bring up the live feed. And so do that. Blow it up on your device where you're at and uh, join us in the chat. Click on uh, Rumble there and join us in the chat. That's our flagship. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And if you got Roku, we're on Cutting Edge TV over there as well. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from the previous day. You can click on that and watch it uh, up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and then it's live. You'll, you can catch Bradley live. If you haven't heard Bradley, 
you really ought to tune in and listen to Bradley uh, in the afternoons. Also, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Remember, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. Get one email from us a day, including the Morning Show Archive, and we're going to have the video portion, the podcast, with our guest uh, this morning in that archive, along with any of the links and documentation that we talk about in this episode. And then finally, if you agree with our message, you want to help us out, we do radio, we do internet, um, we're out in the 50 states bringing people our Christian constitutional, constitutional heritage, rebuilding those foundations that have been torn down, and you agree with that message, there's a, a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can make a one-time donation there, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or a daughter of liberty, and that is also available there. You can also check out our store. This week we're highlighting our You Can Run Winter Caps. Yeah, that's what you guys call them up north. Down here, down south, we call them toboggans. <laughs> they usually come with a donation of $10. This week only, through Saturday at midnight, you can get 20% off by using the promo code WINTER20. That's all one thing, the number 20, WINTER20. Okay, And that gets you uh, 20% off there. Now, we got a special guest with us this morning, two of them, in fact. We're not just doing one today. We're giving you, we're giving you two. Uh, the first is... Uh, Sally Fallon Morell, and I. every time I want to try to say that, my tongue gets twisted. And I'm not laying hands on you guys. My camera's just going out of focus there a little bit. <laughs> uh, but she is an author. Um, she has a website that's called nourishingtraditions.com. Uh, she also, and I lost my page here, uh, she has numerous, or she's got a cookbook. She is um, uh, put forth a lot of traditional foods. Uh, that's been put into this cookbook. Uh, cookbook. She's also written some books with Dr. Thomas Cowan, who we're going to have on uh, as well. And um, she's in the area of nutrition and good health. And then Dr. Cowan, many of you know, you've seen his videos. We've uh, referenced several things here, especially when we had Dr. Kaufman on the times that we've had him on. Uh, he's a well-known alternative uh, medicine doctor, author and speaker with a common sense, holistic approach to health and wellness. And we like that. Uh, we, we like to call it creation-based medicine. It's what's in the creation usually that's used. And uh, so it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, uh, Sally and Dr. Tom. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you on. And, uh, you know, Dr. Cowan, I just finished up your, your little book. I, I got it off the site, um, Breaking the Spell. And to me, you seem like one of the guys who can take what seems to be a very complex thing and break it down very simply. And that is you and Sally and um, Andrew got together and put together this uh, statement on virus isolation. And can you tell me a little bit about how all three of you got together? I see that you and Sally have written some books together, but can you tell me how you guys got together to put forth this statement on uh, the alleged Convid 1984 is what I call it. Uh, I mean, I've been working with Andy since the beginning of this, partly because, uh, as I was explaining last night, um, I tend to say things and then try to find out whether they're true afterwards. And Andy <laughs> does it the other way around, <laughs> which is helpful for me uh, because then I can figure out if I'm going to say something beforehand, whether it's true. So I had said uh, about almost two years ago now 
that viruses don't cause disease. They're not pathogens. Uh, there's no evidence for that. And that they're basically the way the tissues in the cells excrete toxins. So they're a, sort of a detoxification strategy. And unfortunately, uh, because they are at the site of damage, just like if you blow up your house, you find little bits of paper scattered along, around the lawn, that doesn't mean the paper blew up your house. So just because you find little, little particles at the site of injury, like your lungs or your skin, doesn't mean they are some creature that actually made you sick. So I said that, and then Andy uh, decided to see if I was correct. Uh, so he did the research and found out that is absolutely correct. Uh, and then we talked, and then we decided with Sally to write a statement on how how a virologist could and should and then does, quote, isolate a virus. Because once you understand that, you will understand that they actually have to admit that they've never found a virus in any person who's sick. And if you want, I, I have a very interesting uh, little piece I can show you that dramatizes that. Yes, please. Yeah, so let me show you this. All right, let me... There's no better way to dis- to hear what I to see this than than this. So, um, and for the radio audience, you guys will be able to see this, or you can jump over on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com right side of the page, and you can see this uh, the display that Dr. Cowan's showing. And so let me explain what you're going to see. So this guy you're seeing here, his name is Luke Montagne. He was given the Nobel Prize in Medicine for discovering HIV as the cause of AIDS, right? So he's one of the uh, most famous, most prestigious virologists who's ever lived. He discovered HIV as the cause of AIDS. So let's hear what... Dr. Montagne has to say. Yeah, I, was taught, I think I was taught wrong then. I was taught that the purification part was to get all the proteins from the virus. No. What was the purpose of the purification then? Well, to, uh, to make sure uh, you have uh, a real virus. I know. Uh, All right, for the radio audience, there's a statement up there. And uh, Dr. Kalman, do you do you want to... Uh, yeah, let me read that. that. So, yeah. so uh, what Montagne said is if, if you want to... In order to say you have a real virus, you have to find the virus in the bodily fluid of the patient who's sick, right? That's obvious. They say, so you have this coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2... It multiplies in your lungs, makes millions of copies. Therefore, you should be able to find that virus in your lung fluid, correct? And if you have millions of chickenpox viruses and they're oozing out of your skin, you should be able to find the chickenpox virus. Uh, So what 
Uh, and the way you find it is you purify it and then look in an electron microscope. And Montagne's electron microscopist for 20 years, a guy named Charles Doggett, I guess, said, quote, we have never seen virus particles HIV in the purified virus gradient. What we have seen all the time was cellular debris, no virus particle HIV. So in other words, what Montagne just told you is in order to say you have a real virus, you have to see it in the fluid. And then next thing is the electron microscopist said, we never saw it. Never. There was no evidence that there is such a thing as HIV. To this day, it's never been seen in any biological fluid. And for all of you listening out there, I can tell you 100% sure that no particle you know, a virus is considered a thing, a physical thing that you can actually find in, in tissue. It's not technologically difficult to find the virus, to purify it, to isolate it. <clears throat> and there is not one published scientific paper of finding anything you could call a pathogenic virus in any bodily fluid of anybody who's sick. and that, my friends, is a fact. We have 150 different health institutions, CDC, NIH, Pasteur Institute, who've all said in writing, we have no paper that describes finding a SARS-CoV-2 in any fluid of anybody with COVID. And I have talked to virologists. They all say that can't be done. You cannot find the bot any quote, virus. And then they use this thing called a viral culture, which we then proved is basically a fraud. So the whole thing is, you know, you could make a lot of words up. Let's use the word. It's a misconception. The idea that there are these little particles that make us sick and they're, or they could be engineered in a lab or they could have variants or that you need to get immune to them or there's natural immunity or vaccine immunity, all that is a bunch of hooey. Okay. All right. So, so let me, let me get this straight. Would it be your, would it be um, the perspective that you're putting forth is that whatever you're fine, whatever might be found because they're, they're obviously haven't isolated anything, but whatever somebody would have found that they would have, they would call a virus. And I'm not talking about a SARS-CoV-2, but any other thing. Would you say that that is something your body is actually producing to fight off, I don't know, toxins, other kinds of things that you have taken into your body? You probably shouldn't have taken into your body that's making you sick, and your body's fighting it. That's that's part of the, uh, I don't know, the bullets, if you will, that your body, no. your cells are fighting, fighting off. What, what's going on there? No, it's not fighting off anything. Okay. If I if I uh, shoot a, a, a you know a missile at your house, right? and you're, I blow your house to smithereens, and there's all this garbage and debris all over the lawn, that's not fighting off anything. That's because you poisoned the tissue or starved it, right? Okay. So if you're not eating Nourishing Traditions diet, you're starving, and then your tissues are weak, and then if you shoot poisons at them or EMFs or 
you know, suffocate yourself or, you know, we have a lot of creative ways of poisoning ourselves. Uh, Sally's been looking into those for a while. Uh, then your tissue breaks down. It breaks down into little particles, which we have seen ever since we've had an electron microscope. And they, they have different names, exosomes, extracellular vesicles, but they're debris. There's, there's nothing more to it than that. And of course, they have genetic material because if you blow up your tissues and cells, you get genetic debris. And then they align those and form imaginary genomes, which then they do it again and they get a different result. And that's a variant. And the whole thing is. A... They're, they're, so basically, basically, they 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 put a hoax on the people. OK, I appreciate you explaining that because I had misunderstood what was going on there. I appreciate you saying and I've said all along, it sounds like a hoax to me. Me and my wife have 10 kids. And over the past 26 years, almost 27 now. You know, we've we've had sicknesses in the house and stuff, and you get some who get sick and some who don't, and then you get everybody gets sick and all this. And I'm like, when I was a kid, you got sick, you went to bed, you just rested, you got, you know, it, unless you got dehydrated, there was no need to take you to the doctor because there wasn't anything they could do it for you. And so I understood a lot of that. So that's why when I first heard Dr. Kaufman explain some things about that, I was like, oh well, that makes perfect sense as to what's going on. That this isn't really all these kinds of things. Would you say, would both of you, let me ask both of you, would both of you say that when you're dealing with this particular thing, that you guys have went and put the axe to the root? The root is not the variants. It's not a vaccine. It's not a virus. It's any of that. It's this thing hasn't even been proven to exist. Would you say that you're hitting at the root right there? Well, yes. And, uh, and unless we attack this whole notion that this is caused by a virus, we're never going to solve this problem. Hmm. Uh, and Tom and I both feel very strongly about that. Now, there are some people in biology who feel that these pieces of cellular debris, as Tom calls them, actually have a beneficial role. Uh, you know, 100 years ago, we thought that all bacteria were bad, that bacteria attacked us and made us sick. That's the germ theory. That's what Pasteur said. Uh, Bacteria, all disease is caused by microbes, and each disease has a specific microbe. That's the germ theory. Today, we believe that bacteria are good, <laughs> and that without bacteria, we'd be dead. So, um, you know, times have changed. It's just like if you have a dead dog lying in the road, the dog will have maggots all over it. Those maggots are there to eat up the dead tissue, and no one would say that the maggots killed the dog. So... Now we need to rethink what we're calling viruses, and some people are rethinking that and saying that these packets of genetic material might have a useful role. They go around and communicate with other cells. They encapsulate uh, poisons, take them out of the cell. I mean, there's so much we have to learn about this, but we're never going to make progress if we think that viruses are pathogens that come out and attack us, you know, okay, <laughs> spikes on them and attack us. It's just, it's just Looney Tunes. It's, um, um, it's, we're under spell as Tom says, mm. and mm. until we break the spell with the truth and, and not be afraid and, and really can look <laughs> at this, we're not going to solve the problem. And by the way, we are not arguing that, 
this is just a mild version of the flu going around. I personally had COVID. I can tell you it's not a mild version of the flu. It's very different. And um, it is a real illness. And the question is, what's causing it? It's not viruses, for sure. Okay. The other thing, uh, your point, though, is one of the things that's a misconception uh, when you see a child who's, quote, sick, the, the, the part that's the sick is actually the healing part. So something happened to them. Uh, you know, with chickenpox or so-called measles, it's a maturation step. It's, so they, they, there's some, some universal process that most children need to go through. And they do a, a detoxification cleansing response. And we call that being sick. It's not sick. That's the therapy part. That's the cleansing part. Right, right. And so then you just let it go and it gets better. And the child has learned something and they're better for life. And there's actually proof that what I just said is correct. Because if you study people who've had, who've been through these kind of processes, they have less heart disease, less cancer, less diabetes, less mental illness, less everything. So in other words, a strategy of preventing children or people from going through, you know, cleansing, detoxification, maturation steps is a strategy for making them sick long term. And that is exactly how we do medicine in this world, in this country. Okay. All right. Now, something's something's uh, got me kind of intrigued here, and that was uh, Sally. You know, you you said you had you had COVID. Now, COVID mm-hmm. is the is the quote unquote disease. It's not the SARS CoV two, right? I'm making a distinction here. Yes. Okay. Uh, I was very very sick, um, mainly with a kind of um, a fatigue I'd never had before, and the dry cough, and my lungs hurt. And I lost my sense of smell (laughs) and it took me about a month to recover. I've actually just written an article about this and talked about some of the simple things that I did. Now, uh, our theory proposed in our book, The Contagion Myth, is that this disease is uh, this poisoning that happens comes from electromagnetic radiation. It's actually radiation poisoning from the rollout of 5G, and um, I include in that the um, Wi-Fi, which is um, um, uh, microwave radiation as well. And um, I got sick after I'd been in an airport. Uh, Now somebody could say, well, you were around a lot of people, and you were passing germs around. But I was also around a lot of people with cell phones. And uh, there was very, there were very strong hot spots in the airports, and it was just kind of my system was overwhelmed. In our house, we have no Wi-Fi. We can go around with a meter in the whole house; it's always green, and that's what we're all going to have to do to protect ourselves. You know, we love this technology, we love cell phones, we love the computer, but there's ways of doing it safely, and there's ways that. Um, expose you to too much radiation okay that was that was the next question that was the next question i wanted to ask is okay if if it's not what everybody's saying oh this is airborne and this that and the other and i want to ask a question too a little bit later about some of these you know virology labs and all this stuff but if it's not 
uh, if it's not being spread by the air, if it's not being, you know, passed off from touching, kissing, coughing, whatever the case may be, then, then, then what are we looking at? Because early on, and we have, um, our health and wellness expert every Saturday, Kate Shimarani comes on. You may be familiar with Kate. Um, but Kate came out last year, early last year, got canned off the, the radio station. She gave of her time to for free for two years for pointing out that they had rolled out the 5G in Wuhan and they were rolling it out during the lockdown in the UK. And we've had Mark Steele on, who is a weapons expert, and he said, we used 5G in Iraq for for crowd control. Uh, The Chinese government uses it. Um, Several people use it as a weapon. Would you say that what you're seeing as far as COVID, does it more line up with something like a radiation poisoning from something like that since you brought that up? Or would you say it's something else? Yes, yes, I, I absolutely do. So the weapons are up around um, 90 uh, gigahertz. That's really fast, really small and really fast. That's what they're using for weapons. And when you're um, when they use that as a weapon uh, towards you, you feel like you're burning and you have to leave. So they do use it for crowd control. Now, a 5G is goes up to about 50. I think Uh, it's from about 25 to 50. Um, They're just putting 39 gigahertz in the Tampa airport. So we'll see what happens when they turn it on. But um, so it's not as strong as what they're using for crowd control, but most people are in this all the time. The uh, Wi-Fi actually only goes up to five gigahertz, but again, it's much lower, but it's all the time in, in some people's houses. So, uh, you know, poison is not just the potency, but it's also the time involved. So I think we can argue that um, if you can make people sick and have to leave and feel like they're burning at 90, um, a lower frequency, but all the time is also going to make you sick. Okay. Dr. Cowan, you agree with that? So, I mean, yes, I, I think that the, to um, what I would say, and the reason why over the past year in particular, I've gone more and more into debunking the virus and the idea that viruses cause disease, is the the problem that we're faced facing here is, you know, if he's, if there's been a trillion dollars of money spent on research, ninety nine percent of it has been studying viruses. And let me just say, I don't necessarily agree with this. So, okay, we should have done that, right? There's something that looks like one person gets it, another. Let's investigate whether there's a transmissible physical agent like a virus. We spent a trillion dollars. We got a definitive answer, no. Now, there's been no money spent on, so what in the heck is is making people sick, Right. I mean, there's a little, a few independent researchers have actually come out with some interesting mechanisms of how millimeter waves increase like prussic acid in your lungs, which then gives you all the symptoms and poisons your nerves. But, you know, it, but we don't have the information we need because nobody's looking into it. And what I would say right now is 
what we now have clear evidence that it's not a virus. So if this country in the world wants to understand why people get sick, we better start investigating with serious intent. What, uh, you know, is it glyphosate? Is it bad food? I mean, we went through 20 different reasons in the book. You know, Sally wrote a whole thing on how if you don't eat good food, you're going to get sick. And how now we have another one, which is if you inject people with, you know, nanotoxins and graphene, which actually helps, you know, your body like accept electromagnetic fields, then that makes you even sicker. And essentially nobody's looking into this. So then they say, oh, well, you don't have the definitive research on this, which is a catch-22 because, of course, nobody's doing it. But I, I will say that um, we certainly have uh, some very convincing epidemiology. Yeah. And we also do have uh, some research uh, by the Soviet Union and by our Navy from the 1970s that strongly indicates um, the biology of how this works. Yeah. So um, we have a good basis for our theory. And then the question is, let's let's get to work and prove this theory or disprove the theory. Right. But meanwhile, <laughs> I'm playing it safe <clears throat> and uh, using a landline and minimizing my cell phone use and putting my computer in wires and, and all those things. Just just like we cleaned up after the Industrial Revolution, we put sewage treatment plants in, we cleaned up the water, we put the wires in cities underground. So we did a lot of things to make the cities more livable. Now we have to do something to make our houses more livable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I, I tapped into these guys at Altera and the gentleman there developed these products that neutralize it, doesn't do away. It somehow neutralizes the effects of EMF, 5G, stuff like that. Uh, just briefly show they have a whole house thing that you can plug in. And I could tell a difference, honest honest to God, plug in the little USB thing into your, your plug-in in the uh, in the house. And I had tremendous ten, uh, tinnitus in my, in my ears from doing radio. And, I mean, within about three days, it was almost non-existent. And I could actually yeah. sleep at night. Um, Let me just say that a lot of those yeah. devices actually have to do with dirty electricity, yep. which is something else. It's yep. not EMF. Uh, but the Weston A. Price Foundation is planning a study next year. We are going to fund a study with Beverly Rubick looking at these various devices. Now, what she has done is shown that exposure to Wi-Fi um, makes um, negative, uh, undesirable changes in the bloodstream. So it uh, makes the blood clump up and do rouleau. And so we're going to do have her do these studies again, exposing someone to uh, Wi-Fi and then various devices to see if that prevents the um, undesirable effects on the blood. Yeah, they, they actually have done those tests with the pendant, with the telephone thing, and they'll actually do live. They'll let the guy use the phone for like three minutes. Uh, take the blood and do it right under the microscope right there to show you what it's doing. It clumps up. And then when they, they put their device on it or whatever, they do it immediately again. And you see 
the blood cells come apart and they, they look well, like they're supposed to. If they would to. like to be included in the study, they should contact me because we're, okay. we're starting to uh, put that together right now. Well, I'm, I'm going to be having the guy on the show who is with Altera uh, pretty soon. They're having an, uh, a second scientist come in and and explain exactly what's going on there, which I think is helpful. I think people need to understand how it works. What is it doing? Uh, so with that said, it, it's you guys have basically said – What's going on that we're experiencing now in the United States and the world, which is just incredible to me, um, is basically a fraud. And it's not oh, just a fraud. Yeah. It's it's genocide. It's, They're killing people over this. It's a cover-up. It's a cover-up for the rollout of the higher frequencies. Uh, let me just give you an example. They're, they're, they're turning on 5G in um, Cape Town, South Africa, Okay. And now what are we hearing? Oh, we've got this new variant from South Africa called uh, Omicron. And, of course, uh, no one's saying, you know, maybe it's because they've turned on 5G in Cape Town. And, by the way, they are turning on 5G right now and into January. Verizon, I know, is is um, turning on all of these uh, towers <laughs> that they've been installing. So, yes, we're going to see a lot more illness, and that's exactly what the CDC is saying. We're going to see a lot more illness uh, in the coming months, in the winter, you know, terrible, bleak winter. And the people who've um, been vaccinated are getting just as sick or more sick than the people who haven't been vaccinated because they're more vulnerable. As Tom says, they have graphene oxide in their bloodstream, and that uh, reacts to electromagnetic radiation. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, go, and go by ahead, the way, there, you know, I, I, just to clarify what Sally said, it's important to make the distinction between the, you know, apparently, or, or let's say people in South Africa are getting sicker, but there is no Omicron variant. Right, right. It's just, and in fact, if you understand the steps that they use to identify this variant, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> Well, I, I call them, I call them the scariants. That's what they're used yeah. for. They're there to scare the people into the pill and the jam, as we call it. And that is to take the shot because the whole purpose it, well, there are several purposes I think that's going on. And that is one for control. The other one is so people can make money. Um, and, and in that control, the people are losing their liberties. It's just like, this is the, this is the, uh, the latest, 9-11 for the, for the United States, I know, and for the world as well. But it's another way where government can usurp an authority that it doesn't have. We didn't authorize in our Constitution uh, government to be involved in science or health that I see in the Constitution. It's not there. And I know the Bible doesn't give such a thing. In fact, the Bible warns us, well, it warned for the first century, uh, Revelation 18, 23, you know, the last part here says, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And the word sorceries there is the Greek word pharmakia from where we get the word pharmacy. So they're deceiving the people into thinking, hey, this is going to help you. And instead, what it's doing is, and we've seen this with Big Pharma for years, that they yeah. they get people yeah, sick I and they get them on this. It's like they're a drug pimp. Well, and and the you know they've kind of exhausted uh, their opportunities for growth and vaccines for children. Uh, they just they just can't give children any more vaccines. There's uh, more and more pushback. 
So what do you do now? Oh, well, you make it um, make people think that adults need vaccines and not just once. But what is Fauci saying that you need four shots a year? Now, what a, a bonanza for the companies making these vaccines if every adult in the world needs four shots a year. <laughs> I mean, it's a great money-making scheme for sure. Well, I, I agree. And I, I think it's more than that. I think that we need to bring some justice to the people who are pushing this because they know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. We just had this story come out today. Uh, international court filings uh, have Gates, Fauci, and Dazic, among other people, charged with genocide in an international criminal complaint. And there's several links here for people if they want to look it up. Um, but it's it's interesting how that's starting to move along. We've got the guy uh, Fulmick over in, where's he at, in Germany or somewhere um, and he's come out and he's putting these things. And I think that's, this is where it's got to start. We've got to start bringing some justice on the people that are knowingly giving these people these poisons. Now, Dr. Cowan, let me ask you this. We had Dr. Andreas Kalker on. He's uh, out of Switzerland. Um, he's told me, he said, look, we use just simple chlorine dioxide. It isn't even a drug. Uh, they use it in water treatment plants to, you know, clean up the water from stuff. And, um, and we use it here in our home. At preventatively, if you will. And he talks about this gets oxygen into the cells, which is something they need and often they're deprived of. He said that everybody he's treated with the with the COVID um, has gotten well. And he says the only people he can't help are people who are scared or people who are ignorant. And have you heard anything about uh, the use of chlorine dioxide in this? Uh, we certainly have mentioned it in our journal, and I would love to have an article about we actually had an article about it, but the author did not want to imply that you could use it to treat COVID. So uh, what we need is a good article explaining uh, the protocol of how to use this. Okay. Dr. Cowan, have you heard of that as well? I mean, I've heard of just about everything. Uh, I don't, <laughs> there's a whole lot of troubles with what you said uh, that he said, because first of all, uh, I'm sh he would have a very hard time defining what he means by COVID. So that's the first thing. So if you're going to do a study on treating a disease, you better have a definition of a disease, which I guarantee you he does not have. Uh, so that's the first problem. And, you know, this. so, but whether chlorine dioxide helps people oxygenate, which is a potential effect of, you know, millimeter wave poisoning. Um, you know, that would be a good thing, but I, I personally would need to see the, you know, the actual data and the studies to say whether I agree that that's doing that. Okay. Because there's a lot of people out there who are, uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten more and more into this. You know, we, we have lots of problems with this fight. But one of them is more or less the alternative medical world, if you want to call it that, or the freedom world or the anti-vax world, unfortunately, uh, totally buys uh, into the germ theory. And this is an engineered virus or, you know, natural immunity is better. And I don't think we're ever going to get anywhere as long as the leadership is is selling that that bunch of rubbish. Okay. And they also sell a lot of things, well, do this and do that because it helps kill the virus and whatever. And I just, 
I don't know. I I know that's not true. Okay. I need to see you know, what you know. There's about. well, I can't. Here's what I'll do. Here's I'll send both of you after we're done with the show. I'll send you the study they actually conducted. They finished it up a couple of months ago, and that's when we had him on the show another time. Uh, but that but the study is there, so I'll be glad to send it to you, and you can take a look and 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 get back to us on this or what you think, Sally. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's all right. Let me just say, I don't mean to say that, I mean, I am all for people uh, investigating things like that, right? And saying, here's the, here's the set of symptoms we're trying to treat, or here's the parameter we're trying to follow. Here's what we found. Here's what we give. I mean, I'm fine with that. And I, I can imagine it does great help, but I just, right now I need to see it because we've (laughs) been bamboozled by so many things that I just need, I need to see it. Okay. I, I think the real question is whether uh, this getting sick and uh, I think we can diagnose this with symptoms because they're not like any symptoms I've ever had before. So, uh, but whether this getting sick is something like the measles that uh, gives you some kind of protection afterwards. And I only have, I can just give you a little smatterings. Um, A friend of mine who's a physician uh, feels that, yes, the the illness helps you um, create new receptors on your cells that uh, help protect you. But I heard a fascinating story the other day about a woman who was extremely sensitive to electromagnetic radiation she got a bad case of COVID, symptoms very ser- similar to mine, and now she's not as sensitive. She feels that this has actually helped her uh, deal with the EMF. Interesting. So that is the, I mean, I'm just throwing these out there. I'm not making claims, but I think this is something that needs to be explored. Okay. All right. Now, in, in just, which case you'd want to get it, you'd want to get it, you would know how to treat it. Um, Take, you take a month off and stay sure. in bed. <laughs> but uh, this is the real real question here. Is this something uh, that needs to happen so we can live in the modern world? Yeah, I think that's I think that is some of the questions. Now, we're recording this on Tuesday and in several hours, the illegitimate guy in the White House is going to step forward to the, the people of the United States and, you know, what we're being told is he's basically going to threaten us. You know, there's going to be mass death and this, that, and the other in the winter, which I don't doubt that there probably will be among some of those who've taken the shot. I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. Well, uh, he already has threatened us. Yeah, you know. but, but, the, but the point is, is this. What do you guys make out of that? I mean, you're, you're dealing with, you know, the health aspect and stuff. What do you make when a guy gets up there? And he, well, he's supposed to be a representative. I don't, I don't believe he was elected. We're not going to get into that, but I don't believe he was elected by the people. I think the whole thing was a fraud, but which doesn't uh, surprise me that they're pushing a fraud on us with this. But what do you make as people who deal in, in the, whether you're a medical professional or you're in the health industry with, with natural uh, means of, of taking care and treating people, what do you make out of that when a man stands up there and he's going to issue these kinds of threats uh, against you if you don't take his shot? Well, you know, the um, courts in San Diego just ruled, the court in San Diego just ruled that they could not require the COVID shot of students because it was just something 
um, dictated by the uh, the school board, and they can't do that. You can't impose something that hasn't been voted on and made into a law in this country. And most of these mandates are just mandates. They're they're not law. Yeah, they require two people one one mandating and the other one to to agree to it. And the people shouldn't yeah. <laughs> agree; they should resist it. Yeah. Dr. Cowan, you see it the same way. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they would, you know, any, anybody in those roles would try to scare people and threaten people into taking a poisonous injection. I mean, that's their job, right? That's what they do. They do that all the time. And the fact that he would, he or anybody else would do it again, I mean, I, I don't see what's surprising about that or shocking. <laughs> And they, they know that, you know, that there are going to be more and more people who get sick because that's what happens when you poison people. And so they have to make a cover story so that, well, it's because the unvaccinated are spreading the imaginary virus. So you get out in front of the story by, you know, doing a preemptive story and you get people to believe it because we all know if you say a lie over and over and over again, people start to believe it. Yep, they sure do. They sure do. Now, I want to get I want to get to the last part here, and I want to kind of get to some things that are that are helpful for people because I don't want to just stick on the negative part. I want to I want to go to the positive. But do you believe when I when I told you about these these court filings uh, and what Mr. Fulmick is doing and, and some other things like that? Would you guys support a Nuremberg too? I mean, there's clearly violations of the Nuremberg Code going on, not just in our country, but all over the world. Would you support those things? I I think it's more important for people. I mean, if the Nuremberg trial is going to be based on virus theory, no. I, I think it's more important that we talk about the truth here. There's no virus. And, um, and then the whole, as you say, we cut the tree at the roots. So the way I see this, the way I see this is, is even though I understand that on a practical level, the people who have, you know, more guns than I have, because I don't have any actually, um, they can do things to me, which I would rather they didn't do. But on the other hand, I don't see asking the powers that be for anything or to do anything or or for my rights or any of that stuff. I'm not interested in what they think or what right they want to give me or not give me. I think the people of goodwill need to decide this is how we want to live. Amen. And then they band together. They want to, uh, like Sally's doing, have a farm and sell raw milk. It's nobody's business to say you can't do that. That's right. And even the, the point of view of asking them, like, can we do it? Or having a trial saying, put you on trial if you don't let me do it. I mean, screw it. They can say whatever they want to say. Now, I know that's... Uh, unrealistic to a certain extent because they make your life difficult. And I don't want my life to be difficult. I don't want Sally's. I don't want yours. But at some point, there's a has to be a switch in your point of view. 
We're not asking them for anything. Here's the world that we want to see. Here's the food we want to eat. Here's how we want to take care of our land. Here's what we don't want to inject in our body. You can say whatever you want to say. We don't give a damn. We're going to do it like this. Once we have enough people, they have no choice in the matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. We had uh, Pastor Artur Pawlowski. You've probably seen him up in Canada, and that's what he was saying. He says, we need to build a movement that's saying we're not going to put up with this. We're going to live our lives the way we're going to live it. We're not going to ask you for permission to do it. So I agree with that. My, my point on the Nuremberg thing was to bring the people to justice who know they're putting out this poison, telling people it's safe and effective when it's killing people. That's, that's really the problem. And I, I do think you can make the point about uh, yeah, but the, who's going to be the judge? Yeah, well, yeah. you're you're yeah. right about that. You know, you talk about the Bible. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will revenge. Well, yes. yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm not worried about these people because they'll yeah, get they're, what's coming they're, to them. They're lackeys. They're yeah. the doormen. They they mean nothing. Fauci, the rest of them, they're they they don't mean anything. Right. Well, let me. By the let me, way, I wanted to say one thing. Oops, go ahead. So Tom mentioned that we um, sell raw milk on our farm, and that was a big part of my therapy. It was all I wanted when I was sick. It was all I could get down. And there is a scientific uh, support for that because raw milk is such a great source of glutathione, fresh, uh, undenatured glutathione, and it's only in raw milk or raw cultured milk. It's not in cheese. And and it's certainly not going to be as effective in a pill. So that that was a very important part of my therapy for COVID was raw milk. Yeah, we we've had the raw milk down here as well, and I really like it. Let me ask you this: We got about five minutes. Can you chime in with some things that people can do? You guys have have uh, worked together on some books. Can you give some people just uh, some pointers as to things in which they can benefit their health uh, to fight against things where they're going to get sick? Well, get off of, um, this is a big point we made in our book. You want to eat saturated animal fats because that creates good, strong membranes so that the water structures yourself itself uh, in your cells. Those are your wires, basically, is that structured water in your cells. And so just the industrial seed oils, which, of course, are being promoted and told are good for us, are poison. They're uh, a long-term poison over the generations. And I, that would be my first piece of advice. Don't eat anything that has soybean oil, canola oil, uh, safflower oil, any of these oils in them, because they are extremely damaging to our cells. Okay. Dr. Cowan? You know, and, and I noticed this in my practice, 35 years, family medicine, what, what I started noticing early on, and it kept growing, is, you know, family would come, child with an earache or sore, strep throat or something. The, the, the families, the parents who understood this, uh, this reality of what an illness is, those children always easily got better and did fine. The, the parents who were, oh, my God, this ear, bacteria is going to, you know, kill their heart and all this, and what am I going to do? That was always a nightmare. So if you want to do one thing for yourself is stop living a life where your thinking is based on delusions. 
<laughs> because if you think delusions, you will start acting delusional. In other words, yep. think there's a virus, so you put something to suffocate yourself on your face. <laughs> it's inevitable. You can't, and and you will be a fearful and. You won't be able to get better because, God forbid, you've got this horrible virus. And it's all just a delusion. So if you're going to do anything for yourself is to make the commitment to try to figure out what's real and what isn't and act accordingly. I think that's good advice. I think that's good advice. And in fact, uh, you know, we often talk about uh, the, the Bible states over and over and over again that uh, we're not to fear. W- what is there to fear? And, you know, the old phrase of, well, nothing to fear but fear itself. Well, there's we're not even to fear that. That's kind of silly, if you ask me, that, that kind of statement. But we're told in, in the Bible that we're supposed to trust in the Lord. He that dwelleth in the place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. And then it says, Surely He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. And it states it again over here. Uh, in the pat in the same passage, this was this was one of the passages that many of our soldiers used to memorize. Used to carry a card around with them. There, I've done a show on it where we gave some of the stories of some of those soldiers when they were basically helpless at certain times, and they began to pray that together. And miraculously, they were delivered. Some of them, even without guns, with uh, airships coming in against them and firing rounds at them. So, if God is able to protect us, which I believe He is. And he's given us instruction even in his word about things that we should eat, how we should prepare our foods and things of that nature, which I think is some of what you guys were getting at uh, with with some of the things you're talking about there uh, in in good foods and things. I, I, I say we should trust the creator over trusting government who everything they put their hand to is really bad. We got about a minute here. Sally, I want to give you a chance. And then, Dr. Cowan, if you want to just to plug your uh, your websites, please. All right, so the Weston A. Price Foundation is WestonAPrice.org, and we have a whole coronavirus section uh, resources. And then my website or my blog is NourishingTraditions.com, and I have um, kept up with a lot of what's going on on my blog. Okay, Dr. Cowan? Uh, Yeah, mine is DrTomCowan.com, and just to needle Sally a little bit, uh, we don't have a coronavirus se- section because it would be blank. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. So, well, uh, that's what people are calling it. So, yeah, right. I'm, I'm just kidding. But, I, uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, guys, thank you for giving of your time. Uh, if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off the air. Guys, don't miss uh, Bradley, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Lord willing, we'll be back with you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Don't miss it. Till then, see ya. Yeah.